Here we are, we're back. The boys, me and Corker, we're back up and about. He's got a frothy in his hand. Get him a little bit excited. He's got the Freeze MND beanie on, which we love to see. How are you, mate? I'm great. How are you? Good, thank you. You've been a busy, busy man. I have. You just walked in through me, and I'll tell you what, you look like a bloke that's just been under a bit of duress lately. Mm-hmm. Oh, a little bit. A uh, bit of footy, a bit of work, a um, few personal things going on in the background there, good things. So um, there's a lot happening at the moment, so I'm a little bit worn out, but... Where and I'm off to yeah I'm off to see Shed in England in a week and a half so that'll be good I don't know if actually no seen Shed I don't know it might not be good but no yeah, <laughs> yeah better better sunshine than here anyway that's right it's 28 degrees over there it's bloody um it's too hot over there isn't it? yeah don't get me started on that mate I'll tell you what I've had a see you see you in the NT today. Uh, I had to go to Melbourne today obviously for those that aren't from the area we're from Shepherd and so it's about two and a bit hours away from Melbourne for a uh, 15-minute doctor's appointment. So I've gone all the way into the CBD there. I've left early. I've gone into Balchivo's, our favourite, to get a coffee. Great coffee, by the way, best in Shep. You have one from there? I have. Good. Unbelievable. Yep. So I've gone down in there. I've paid for $79 parking uh, on Collins Street. in that, And, you know, those little Wilson's car parks or whatever it is, one yep. of those ones. Gone in there, gone into the doctor's appointment. Took me ages to find around on the maps. Couldn't get a parking. I'm doing hook turns left, right, and center. I was filthy. Go in there, get the appointment. By the time I go and pay for lunch, went and had a bit of sushi. That was another eighty-three dollars. And then uh, to come on the outskirts of Melbourne, they had a road traffic sign set up from basically from what's that suburb? Is it Beveridge? I think it's Beveridge, the one that's like real close. Yeah, yeah, on the bend, all the way past Wallen. They had a roadwork signs up and there was no one on the roadworks for the, for the whole way so i had to i had to crawl the whole way from there for no reason at all and it's just really got on my nerves so yeah it's it's been a bit of a long day mate but who cares about me because there's been plenty happening in the sporting world we've had we've had man city win the treble thanks to rodri's uh, goal to win 1-0 in the champions league final over inter milan with Jack Grealish, is still celebrating. We just we're just speaking off air uh, about him at the moment. He's been on the biggest bender you'll ever see in his life, and not like Australians here. Like if they go on a bit of a bender, it's all over the news. You got Purple Barrett ripping him up, but everyone's going good on him. He deserves it. Get into it. Um, Big Jokic has led Denver to win four one against the Miami Heat in the NBA Finals to win their first ever championship. How do you think about that, mate? Ah. But he's he's been he deserving deserving so he just wants to go watch his horse run on Sunday. If you've seen that, Vegas Gold Knights have won their first Stanley Cup over the Panthers today, which just finished. Then they won that four one. The Aussies down India, which Corey's going to break down for the World Test Championships right before the Ashes. The Hawks get over Brisbane, which was probably the big stunner for the weekend. Uh, with a bit of controversy around James Sisley as well. And uh, another joker, the Djokovic stands alone uh, to win the most Grand Slams to win the French Open. Melbourne Storm rained down like the weather has been over here at the moment, over the Sharks by 44 points. And the Dons, they're going to win the flag. They have won four in a row and they'd have it look like losing again. Is there anything I've missed there, Corker? I don't think so. I reckon we break it down. a lot more than I would have thought of. <laughs> yeah. uh, I had a bit of time, so I've written it down. But uh, we, we don't speak about the Stanley Cup or uh, ice hockey, for that matter, at all today. But just flicking through in the old KO, I had a watch and I thought, I'll have a look. Um, I knew that the Vegas Gold Knights had won and they beat the Florida Panthers, but they won the game 9-3. So I don't know if you've ever watched 
ice hockey, it's usually maybe a 3-1. Like sort of yeah, yeah. You might get a 5-2 or something like that, but 9-3 in the final. Um, so, yeah, they've won that in 4-1, and that's their first ever championship as well. So there's a bit of a theme going on there. Um, and funnily enough, they have shots on goal, which they sort of elaborate. And it's usually you might have whatever it might be, but they actually lost the shots on goal 35-32. to 32. So they had 32 shots on goal and they had nine that went in. Exactly goal. Yeah, and I've uh, <laughs> – exactly. And I, I watched a game not long ago that um, the Panthers were actually in and it went to overtime and there was 121 shots on goal for two goals. So for them to bang in nine from 32 shots, it's pretty impressive. I couldn't tell you one player that scored a goal. But it's a good clip. It's a good – about time I come up with a good stat. Um, and obviously my question to you is – the Joker or the Djokovic? Who who's probably the biggest player in the moment in the world? You've got Djokovic has won his French Open, he's twenty his twenty third Grand Slam, and then you've got Joker who's just taken the piss, won the finals MVP, given them the first championship, and he's just done it easily. Who's bigger right now? Who's bigger right now? I'd probably have to say Djokovic, just due to the fact that tennis is probably a more world renowned sport than NBA is. Um, I mean, NBA is, obviously, but I just think everyone everyone knows who Novak Djokovic is. Not everyone, but you know, the, nearly everyone you ask down the street will know who Novak Djokovic is. Yeah. Whereas Nikola Jokic, not nah. so much. Nah, good mail from you, mate. Uh, we also had Swartek win the women's French Open, the number one seed. She won in three sets over Mukovic. So she, the number one seed, she is flying at the moment, and Hixie's got good mail on her, so she's going all right. Uh, but... With the World Test Championships, mate, we might as well crack into it. You you watched a fair bit of it. I watched, I, I watched it until off. bedtime, which is about, I don't know, 12 o'clock at night. And sometimes I was up until about 1 because I just couldn't stop watching. But no, the, the Aussies got the win by 209 runs over in um, over in England. Um, it was good to play them on a pitch that wasn't a dust bowl and um, suiting the Indian bowlers, I'd say. Um, but it was interesting to see that... Um, Ashwin didn't get picked. Did you? Yeah, I did say that. So there was big talk around why wasn't he picked? I don't know. They, I, I think they went with um, that Thakur instead of him, and another Seamer, which he he did bowl well enough. Um, it wasn't bad, but I think you you still put your like he's a, a genuine all rounder and he's the best Test bowler in the in the world at the moment. Um, I think you still pick him over this Thakur, whatever his name was. I can't remember, but. Um, yeah, anyway, that's that's pretty controversial talk, talking point. Um, I think the Indians will be thinking about that long and hard for a while. Um, but, yeah, yeah, Aussie's got the win by 209 runs. It was really set up by the first first innings partnership between Smith and Head uh, of 285 runs. Uh, Travis Head finished on 163 off 174 balls, and Smith finished off on 121 off 268 balls, playing that sort of... Um, more conservative role in the partnership there, but um, still obviously got the hundred. Uh, Travis said, "Nearly going to run a ball is um, barbaric, um, especially over there. Um, it, it is a bit of a smaller ground, but still, it's still a great innings. He's been doing it his whole well the last two or three years. Um, you could say it's like they've been calling it trav ball. You know, they call it English cricket bats ball. Yeah, they call it a trav ball. Any bats? Um, it's unbelievable. It goes a, nearly run a ball every time he bats, um, and just takes a game away from you in, within one or two sessions of in a day. So um, that was great to watch. Obviously, he took the man of the match. 
for that innings. He didn't. I don't think he made many in the second inning. He made eighteen. Um, other other standouts. I thought Carey batted well. He batted, He had two important innings in the first innings. He made forty eight. Um, and in the second innings, he made a 66 not out. And Mitchell Starker was up, was up the other end and made a 41, which um, really extended the lead out to something more suitable um, for the Australians. He's not bad with the oak in his hand, uh, Mitchell Stark. He's, no, made he some good, he's made some good runs over the he years. Has. I remember sitting there watching him make that 99. It was, fuck, when was it? It was like 2013, I reckon. I was watching with Zane Thorne, actually. And we watched him make 99 get caught. Um, but yeah, that was that was good. Um, uh, it'll be interesting to see the Ashes coming up. Steve Smith has an average of sixty point seven in England, and he's um, obviously just hit some form with the the hundred and twenty one in the World Test final. So it'll be interesting to see if he can keep that um, form going. Um, I know Marnus has made a few runs in. I think it was playing county cricket over there before this World Test final. He was making a few runs. So the boys are in prime form to uh, really give these Ashes a, a good shake. Um, and it's it's teed up to be a ripping series. I think I've, I've looking at a couple of posts. So a lot of people are tipping England um, in a whitewash, but um, I don't think it'll be a whitewash. I think it'll be, oh, it's a hard one, but I can see it being 2-2 two, two draw. Two each, two wins each and a draw. I can see you getting about four hours sleep a night. I reckon at the moment from watching it. I'll be um I'll be over there watching in in a pub hopefully. Well, one of the games, one or two. Of the Do you reckon games. you'll get to a game? Or? Nah, no, I don't think we've got tickets. Too expensive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that's too expensive. But um, I'll definitely be watching it in a pub, having a few pints of warm Guinness or something. I don't know. Do you think we're? Do you, do you think we'll get up? Oh, I reckon we're hundred percent a chance. We're, um, oh, look over there. It's obviously. A, bit more of a difficult task there it's obviously their home and they played a lot better than anyone else but we have arguably the best batsman in the world and Steve Smith and he's his record over there speaks for itself so um whether him and him and Marnus and um we need Usman Khawaja to fire in the opening as as an opener um and we really need our bowlers to to fire um we need, need Cam Green to um pick up a few wickets and Obviously, Nathan Lyon's going to do his job. Scotty Bowen was great in the Test the Test Championship final. Um, don't know if you saw it. Some of the highlights, he had a couple of them shoulder arms, and I was like, "How does he keep doing that?" Well, he's just a just a, not a plotter, but he just strolls in and just bowls it and just hits a spot every time, and it's just incredible. Sort of reminds me a little bit of Glenn McGrath, a little bit. He just does. just hits the spots. Yeah, and he bowls that he bowls that weird sort of in, uh, angle into you, but he doesn't. Yeah, angles in, nips away, sort of thing. Hard to face. Um, but yeah, the Ashes. I think it'll be two two wins each and a draw. That's my. Where is the first test there? That's my tip. And uh, if you could get that up while we're having a look, but Travis Head, I've been a big fan of him for a while. While you're looking that up, he's obviously man of the match, like you said, and I spoke about. I think maybe it's because he's a left hander and it's a bit favour favoursome for me. But he's really one of one of the first picks. I feel. Who's that? Travis Head. Oh, yeah, 100%. So he's, he's just... probably nearly our best batter at the moment. Well, yeah, it's really informed. I know we have Steve Smith and Marnus, but the way he goes in and just takes a game away from the other the other team in in a click is just something well, every think, team wishes they had. I think we with our depth in batsmen, we're pretty good in that aspect, and we've sort of got a um, pattern down for obviously who's going to bat where and... 
you know, what you sort of get besides Dave Warner, which everyone's sort of speaking about. Yeah. But then I reckon our bowlers is a little bit interesting with how Stark – is Stark going to perform? Is he going to be the right man to take yeah. us forward? Well, it'll be interesting to see whether they go with um, – like Hazelwood still coming off injury, I believe, um, whether they stick with Boland or – so that's another thing they've got to weigh up. Um, whether they actually stick with um, Warner as well. Uh, they've got Marcus Harris. They've got Matt Renshaw to pick from. Um, I mean, you've got also you've got Todd Murphy as a spinner, spinning option instead of Nathan Lyon. Um, so there's depth. There's definitely depth. Mitch Marsh, I don't think he'll get a game over Cameron Green, but he's there in the squad. Um, where's his first game, Matt? Oh, first game, Edge Baston. Yep. First game at Edge Baston, so on the 16th of June. Well, very good. We're going to go to a break now, and uh, for the rest of the episode, we're really going to break down the NBA, um, obviously the finals that just happened. We're going to look at Detroit, San Antonio, and Houston for what they've got, where they're going to head, how we see them finishing next year, and then we're going to smash, obviously, into the AFL, have a big segment on that, so we'll be back. Alrighty, we're going to use some questions that have come in from the faithful. Let's fire them out here. We got one from Benny Bronx. Nice name. Benny Bronx. Is Novak the GOAT? Uh, yeah. It's probably no re- it's, it's probably no reason to say he's not now. Yeah. I guess. Right. I mean, it's still, I, I still feel like, I don't know, I'm not huge into tennis, but out of the three, the big three, it's sort of personal preference in a way. Sort of like the NBA in a way, it's sort of personal preference who you think the goat is in a way yeah exactly I mean, it, it's he's one of the most was he one of the most grand slams, grand slams so yeah. you probably say he is yep statistically yeah. yes yeah all right james mclean where does scott emil emilbury well he's obviously had to say it rank among the greatest players great From question <laughs> i thought he was having a stroke greatest players yeah would you should we go off like say top something yeah it's probably hard for us. We can go from where we've watched. We can say from 2000 onwards. Well, from 2000 onwards, I'd say he's a top 25. Yeah. I agree with that. Player. Yeah. Def- definitely between, yeah, probably 17 and 25 yeah. in that bracket. Yeah. I'd agree with you on that one, mate. You've absolutely dominated that. The next one is from Brian. Did anyone on the panel – now, this one's from Cody, actually, before I get to that one – Cody's job. Did anyone on the panel pick Denver to win the chip? Asking for a friend in brackets. Pay us on the go. Okay, that's not even a question. Moving on to Brian's next one. Hey, Brian. Brian with the underscore at the end. Top three favourite fictional sports characters, e.g. Happy Gilmore or Paul Crew. Oh, God. That's a hard one for me. One of mine would be off the top of my head, and it's a bit of a left field one, Specky McGee. Uh, my year 12 uh, English exam, you had to write on a book, and I wrote it on Specky McGee, and I think that's why I got a 24-8-R. But nonetheless, Specky McGee was one of my favourites growing up. Jeez, this is putting on spot. Like movies and... Yeah, movies and all that uh, as well. Anything. Oh, God. I can't Have you seen Goon? Yeah. Sorry, I was literally just thinking that as well. That's a great movie. That is a great movie. Dodgeball, White Goodman. Oh, yeah. Um, 
Happy Gilmore is definitely up there Happy as well. Yeah, uh, <laughs> no. uh, that's I'll have to actually think about that question. <laughs> that's a hard one. Yeah. All right, on to the last question here from another James as well. Who is the most underrated player for your club in the league? And this is for the AFL. He's come in with... He, well, he said Josh Rochelle, so he's Adelaide. Mm. I feel like Rochelle's being more rated now anyway. Yeah. He's a gun, though. He's good, yeah. He's yeah. good. What uh, would you say from Adelaide? If you had to choose from Adelaide, underrated gun. Yeah, I'd... I'd say Riley O'Brien. Yeah, Riley O'Brien. He's right up there. I like that. That's good. Yeah. Um, all right. For me, for Essendon, I was going to say Kyle Langford, but he's been more appreciated this year. So I will say Jai Caldwell because he doesn't get a lot of touches, but he's hard as nails at it. What about um, you? I would say, I mean, it's not he's not really underrated, but he's not talked about as much. Or Caldwell in, in ways, just doesn't play midfield. Um, forward pressure beast and hits hard and cleans people up for fun. Well, they're, they're probably the players that the supporters of the club love, but yeah. people from the outside don't. Just don't them, know. Yeah. yeah, well, they do, yeah. Uh, very good, mate. All right, next segment. So we spoke about the Joker just before winning the first championship. Obviously, Denver takes the win 4-1, and there's a bit of a grind in the last game, winning 94-89. to Um how, how did you say it? Did you get to watch much of the finals? I did not. I honestly did not. I was working. It, so. it, it was a little bit of a boring, not boring, but yeah, after so you, had the, you had the game six of the heat where it went down to that final shot, it was like crazy. And then obviously the heat make it through, but it was you always sort of felt that Denver was going to win it, either yeah. in five or six. Yeah. It's funny you say that it was boring, but because they've, they've just come out and said that it was the most watched yep. final series in five years. Yeah, which it's is crazy. Bizarre. But, um, yeah, what a win. I mean, it was probably just boring because it was such an easy series for Denver to win. Really. Yeah, it was there. It was obviously theirs to lose yeah. the whole and time. Jimmy, Jimmy Butler didn't really show up as much as he probably wanted to wanted to in the end. Um, and their role players that were really good throughout the playoffs, your Struce, your Vincents, yeah. whatnot, they were terrible. Um, and I'm not going to, like, we don't like bagging people out, but Struce, he shot from 22% for the whole finals. Um, and there was games you were shooting zero from seven, one from seven. Yeah. It's just not going to cut the mustard. They might have to blow it up, mm. I think. Oh, I don't think they will. I don't think they need to. Well, you've got to look at it. You've got, you've got Kevin yeah, Love. So you've got people in that side that are going to want a paycheck now. Yeah, but you've also got Haslam, who's obviously finished. You've got um, Kevin Love. You've got Kyle Lowry. These blokes aren't young anymore. No. Maybe they should be looking at a Lillard uh, to bring in. Obviously, Hero missed the whole... Um, finals. That was another point. That's interesting because they said he was right to go game five. Yeah, it was questionable, and then it was like, okay, Hero's back, and then he did he not play. Didn't didn't play a minute. Um, they must have, they put Cody Zeller in for him instead, I think. And yeah, but it's it's interesting what they're going to do. Like we're obviously sort of paying out on a little bit, but they I, at one stage I said they're not going to make the playoffs. Yeah. And then they've gone and made the final. So they were good they were good there. I even messaged the group and I had a bit of a chat and uh, my original statement was wrong. But do you think Jamal Murray is a top 15 or 20 player in the league? Cool. Now after the finals he's had, he has never been an all-star as well. Yeah, so that's a hard one. But like the bubble year and then he's been injured and then he's sort of come back. So 
in a way, you're like come back and do what he's done is pretty freakish. Especially like probably halfway during the year, he really clicked into gear and come I back. Know, I don't know if he'd be see if you put Kevin Durant on a team with no other superstars, he's going to be Kevin Durant still. Whereas if you put Jamal Murray on, say, a, I don't know, a, a Rockets or a San Antonio or something like that, and he's the number one man, I don't know if I could see him being that guy all the time. I think him and he, he works so well with Joker. Like, they just bounce off each other and they get the job done together. Um, yeah, and obviously their pieces around, like, Aaron Gordon had a really good year. Like, I mean, like, a quite good year, I think. Not like... He wasn't he wasn't there for scoring. He was there for more defense. He's their number defense. three, though. Yeah. Like, I'd, I'd rather him over Porter Jr. Mm. No. Put probably, it, not, probably not as a scorer, but... Not as a scorer, definitely. And there's stages where Porter Jr. wouldn't even pass it off at all. But yeah. in that, in saying that, that's his role sometimes. They just know... They, those three... Who is it? Porter Jr., Gordon, and... Kintavious Caldwell Pope. They just do... And, that, like, you could throw Bruce Brown in there. Um, they just do their roles, and they, they're good at it. They... Didn't try too much. They let Joker and Murray just bounce off each other and run the show. And They're going to be around for a while. I'll just say something. Jeez, Aaron Gordon is huge. As in, like, bigger, taller than you think. No, like, he's just ripped. He's a huge man. Yeah, he is. He's he? a massive man. Yeah, he's a gun. And he, he, had, he had some big games as well. He hit that 29 points in game four. Um, he was a bit, lot quieter in the last game with 4.7 rebounds. But, yeah. He had like, defensive stats, though, didn't he? Yeah, two steals, one block in the last game. So, like, they're very well drilled. Obviously, they're gonna they're gonna be around for a while. The, those four main players we just spoke about, they're between the ages of twenty eight and twenty four. That's right. So, like, the, and well, they and they're all locked away for a, a, a quite a while. But now it's time. Like that um, meme that I sent you. It's like Denver Nuggets have won their final. All right, what's LeBron James doing in the off season? Like, it's just <laughs> straight into that. Did you see he come out again? LeBron did. Yeah. Because oh. that first one, what did he say in the first one? He, he said like, something he like... about retiring. Yeah, contemplated retiring. Just shut up. Yeah. Just shut up, mate. Just let the let the NBA just do their thing. Like, just... Doesn't yeah, yeah. Have to be, you, know, you don't have to have your moment in the sun. That's right. Yeah. And then he's come out after this and said, oh, no, my last year will be with my son, wherever that is. Money's not the issue. Yeah. Of course money's not the issue. Yeah, yeah especially when he's probably worth a billion dollars. <laughs> yeah. I, look, I'll, I'll, I completely agree on that. I'm a big LeBron man, but... Gee whiz. Like, you look at Jimmy Butler after the game, they go, it was your ankle stuff. And he goes, at the end of the day, I wasn't good enough. That's yeah. what counts. Yeah. Whereas LeBron's going, like, I'm contemplating retirement, you know. like yeah. it, It's all about him, but it always has been. Yeah. All right. We'll look at the standings anyway, and we'll go through. And the 30th team, uh, must, this ladder must be upside down because it's got the Detroit Pistons at the bottom. They had uh, 17 wins for the year. Five wins worse than anyone else. Wow. Less than anyone else. So they ended the year one and nine in their last ten games, um, and they have pick number five going into this yeah. this draft. And the way I sort of look at it, you've got Ivy, you've got Cunningham. They're going to be your backcourt. You've got yeah. Bojan, Bojan Bogdanovic, who had actually had a really good year. I thought. I thought he was he was quite good. I now, him off earlier in the year. Yeah, I did. I did. <laughs> and then you've got. Which he is aging though. He's like thirty five, so yeah, he's a role. He could just be a role player. So he maybe he should go to a contender. And um, I'll throw up a trade, which I was on another podcast last night, which they sort of brought it up. But um, well, then you've also got you got Stewart, you've got Duran, and you've got um, Marvin, Bagley. Marvin Bagley as well, who can your boy 
Yeah, he's got to go. He's got to go. They've trialled him. They've... Where's he going to go? Adelaide 36ers. Oh, they wouldn't even have him at this point, I don't think. But for me, there's... Alec Burks, he's still there. Didn't you just sign him again? Yeah, sign him again. He's, he's, he's okay. He's, he's an off-the-bench player at best. But there's three there's three players that I would suggest to you, and I want a yes or a no from you whether they should bring him in. So the first one being Cam Johnson from the Brooklyn Nets. He shot at 41.6% in the last two seasons from three, and he's a really good defender, and he's an un, he's a restricted free agent. He'd be, he he fits the mould of a player that's not too old. He could play that sort of wing role that we need and be an up-and-coming player. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I like him. You like he, him? He, I, think he, I think he's taken a step since going leaving the Suns. Same with like Mikael Bridges. Bridges, yeah. They've both taken a step because they've probably had to. Um, they've come to a team that hasn't really got a... I don't know, I guess an all-star sort of... And shooting at that sort of percentage is like, obviously, if, if he can get the ball, he's not too bad with it. Yeah, that's right. No, he'd be a good pick-up, yeah. Number two... Or, the Rockets number two. Yeah. He's a big gunner around Johnson. Number two is Kyle Kuzma. What are your thoughts on them bringing him across? For me, before you answer it, I think he's a bit streaky. He can be that bloke that can have 30 yeah. and 15, but then at the same time, is he going to, when you've got Ivy and Cunningham holding the ball, is he going to want the ball himself? That's and- right. I think he's more, like if I was to look at between him and Johnson, I feel like Kuzma would want the ball more and want to be that guy. Yeah, more yeah. Than Johnson, whereas I feel like Johnson would more play his role. Yeah. Still go more. Com- completely agree on that. And the last one is trading out your picks to Portland. And giving so Portland's got pick three. So you give Portland um, Bojan Bogdanovic, Isaiah Stewart, and you pick five, and you get pick three back, and you try and get someone higher up in the draft. It was floated to me by Alex J, um, who was on the other podcast. I was like, that's a pretty good thought. I don't know whether or not mm. it's pl- it's reliable, but yeah, because Portland's going to look to either stack around Lillard and try and bring someone in, which I think is dumb anyway. Because it's not going to, they're still going to be not a contender. That's right. Or they can trade out Lillard and then just try and get as many picks in and plays in as they can. Mm. I know that's a hard one. It's, yeah, it's probably more you need to probably think about that yeah, one. That's but, a hard one. Yeah. But anyway, that's probably enough chat on the Pistons. Where, how do you see him going next year? Pistons. Well, if Cade comes back, well, he will. He will. Um, Oh, I mean, it's another year into your young team. You just, like, you still got what's Duran's only 19, 20, Wiseman's. How is Duran born? November 2003. Yeah. That's crazy to think of, eh? Yeah, yeah. I remember watching that AFL Grand Final. Yeah. 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 Anyway, um, oh, obviously, I'd like to say the only way is up for them, but. Um, I still don't think they make the planes. Oh, no, no. I don't think the three teams we're going to talk about are going to make the planes. Um, but, I mean, if he's managed to win 27 games, 27 yeah. to 30 games, I'd say that's a good good, a good step forward. Yeah, agreed. Um, and it's an under 20, so obviously a fail again, I reckon. But, <laughs> you know. Yeah, and, if that happens again, mate, I'm, I'll be done, I think. Um, but, yeah, like, it's still got a really young roster and a um, couple of good veteran pieces around the side. But, um, yeah, that'll be interesting, especially in the next three to five years. Like all these three teams we're going to be able to talk about will be um, hopefully up there and contending at least somewhere around the plains or the playoffs. So we look at the Spurs now, and um, you made a big call in predictions, and it's probably hard because you don't know who's going to get the number one pick at that stage. 
but is it all but confirmed that Victor's going to go to the Spurs now, you think? Because you said you, you don't think you'll go number one. And well, at the time, you, you don't know, but you've you got to look at it now and you go, he's that sort of franchise player. Because I don't have one. He is. You can't say Calden Johnson's your franchise nah, player. No, nah, no, nah. Well, that's right. They don't have a franchise player. And they get him and look at how much hype that will come around the Spurs now just because they've got him. Yeah. Um, I only said that he won't get go first pick because I just had an inkling that he'll get injured. He's, he, has a, he has. He could be like that Chet Holmgren from right. last year. That's right. I that was my reasoning behind not picking him, not um, having him as going first. So yeah, they they so got that Jeremy Sochan. I don't mind him. He's got a little bit of flair about him. He's only young. He's but he's not going to be a player that's going to drag you to the playoffs next year. That was a bit of a bizarre pick, wasn't it? I picked him like ten, yeah, eleven. Yeah, last he, year he was supposed to go way later than that, wasn't he? Yeah, he was supposed to go way later, but he he was okay. Um, like I said, Calvin Johnson, he just he's a bloke. He would throw up 30 shots no matter what. He doesn't care. <laughs> it's quite <laughs> I hate it, eh? I'm like, mate, just give the ball off. But who else have they really got? Okay. Zach Collins. He's okay. Yeah, he's, he's still young. He's injury prone, though. Um, Trey, Trey Jones. Yeah, Trey Jones he's, is all right. He's, gonna, he's an all right little point guard. Um, did good for my fantasy last year. Well, yeah. Uh, How, same thing. Do you, like you said, probably the same three teams. They definitely won't make the playoffs next year. I don't see nah. it. All the plans, but they're building a call for. A... Oh, Devin Vassell. He's pretty. Yeah, he's not he's too bad. A good player. Yeah. Devontae Graham's there. Dougie McBuckets. Dougie McBuckets is there. <laughs> but yeah, they, they, who knows? They might make a couple of trades to sort of Thorny, get around them. Thorny's favourite, Ken Birch. Ken Birch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. This is probably more amusing for us than everyone else. But these are some no names on this side. There is. So, yeah, I, I again, I see, I probably see them finishing lower than the Pistons next year, and that's only because they're a little bit further in their development now, I think. Well, it depends if you're going – are you going off they're getting Wemby or – Yeah, they, I think they definitely do now. They, it'd, be they dumb, it'd be dumb if they didn't, at least from a marketing point of view. Yeah, correct. All right, we'll move on to your Rockets now. I'll let you take the floor, mate. Uh, well – there's a lot of talk going around the rocks. I haven't been, to be honest, I haven't been looking into it too much. It's huge. It's of... huge. You've got the most upside if this is the case. Oh, I know that. Um, the talk around James Harden possibly coming back, and then I've seen that they might be in talks with Kyrie Irving. Um, uh, I've seen a few others, but I can't remember off the top of my head, but it's. It's an interesting talking point because you got such a young side and you want to just keep them, keep them playing together. What does Harden get by coming back to Houston? Because they're not going to be a contender straight away. I don't, no, I don't think. Contract, probably. But that's the thing. I don't think we should pay it to him. Yeah, it's sort of like the John Wall situation. Like, what's bit. he going to do? Sign contract here and retire in Houston, like, and it's probably not going to take us to a, a um, championship. I don't reckon, but. Um, I mean, it is hard. Obviously, we want to get better, but I think personally, keeping what we've got is good enough. But um, no. so, who, who are the players to watch for people out there that might want to be a Rockets fan? Because there's one bloke that you've been talking about, the baby Jokic. Yeah, he's very exciting to watch. Alperen and Shingun. Yes, yeah. he's um, he's one to watch for sure. I think he's. Let's see, what I read the other day, he's put on an. On a bit of, I know, put on or taken off a bit of weight. I hope he's taken one, it off. One of the two, I can't remember, but apparently he's in good, really good shape. Um, you got Jay Sean Tate. He's not too bad. So he's sort of one of the ones that's on the, the trade sort of 
um, the, what do you call it? Yeah, the trade rumors. Yeah, trade. The trade rumors, yep. Um, Jalen, oh, so is, uh, what's his name? KPJ. He's sort of one of those ones that may, may not get traded. Sort of similar to like a Sadiq Bay yeah. in a way. It's like, do we need him at this stage? Not really sure yeah. yet. And one thing that the Rockets do now, we just need a point guard, like a, a genuine point guard. Yeah, Jalen uh, Green should be at the two. Yes. Yeah. That's right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I know bringing James Harden, he's a point guard, but he's also the number one man sort of thing. And you want, you don't want a, like, he's not a shoot first all the time, but you know. He I mean? was at the Rockets. He was at the Rockets. And he's probably going to go, oh, well, I'm the best player on this team by mile, probably. And I'm just going to try and do it all again, sort of thing. Um, but yeah, I don't know. There's a fair bit going on, and we'll find out in the in the future. But the Rockets, I'd like to say we improve again, but who knows? I think that they definitely improve. It's just a matter of these trades, which we don't know about yet. So yeah, I did not know Willie Cauley Stein was on their roster. <laughs> He's been around everywhere. That man. He was at the Warriors, the Kings. Frank Kaminsky, gee whiz, you're, you're stacking your roster up at this stage. But I think they have their most immediate upside, yeah. just whether or not, depending on what they're going to do. So who's your new coach? Emilio Doka, isn't it? Emilio Doka. Yeah. See, early on there was rumours of um, Jalen Brown coming across. <sighs> that'd, be, that'd be good. That'd be real good. That'd be good. Get him in a, a point guard. Oof. Chris Paul? Yeah, well, potentially. No, well, I don't know if he hasn't been. Made. Houston obviously is a bigger market, so there's yeah. they've they've got that bounce up. But yeah, we're interested in to see how they go, mate. I'm sure you'll be watching it and getting ready for the draft. Off season, is nearly more exciting than the actual. It's huge, isn't it? So you got the draft next week, um, yep. which actually does take place, and then in July is when the free agents can start talking, and then it goes from there. I looked it up last night. So basically the 6th of July is when everything starts to ramp up. Oof. And it's it's usually it all comes in a flutter, eh? You're like, you'll check your phone, like, this bloke's been traded. It's like, oh, it's all happening now. Mm-hmm. And then about 20 trades will happen in about four hours from the start from there. But a bit happening with Zion Williamson, who's uh, <laughs> playing up a bit on the sidelines at this stage. Um, we won't really go into that. And him and Jar Moran, but that draft, uh, we were speaking about it again off air, you got RJ Bear as well, who hasn't become the player that they thought. And Zion Williamson must be the next LeBron, who's just playing up like an old watch. Um, Two Bob watch. Yes, exactly. <laughs> All right. We'll crack into the AFL now because it's been um, a very interesting week. And I reckon it's, it's starting to take shape a little bit more around probably the eight in terms of um, contenders and pretenders. But we're back in the time machine and St Kilda versus Sydney and I want to ask you a question straight off the bat. Are Sydney done? Huh. For the year, Where anyway. Are they, on the they are 13th. Oh. 13th at the moment. What's that? Oh, they're only two games out of the eight, really. But They're five and seven. They're not, I couldn't imagine they have a, they'd have the easiest draw on the, on the back end of the season. Well, but anyway, they we'll get... Top four side, premiership contender last year. And then another question that goes into this, are St Kilda... Finals bound. Now. I don't know because some weeks they show you that they are, and then next next week they look like dog shit. So they go and lose to Hawthorne. I go, gee whiz, St Kilda is exactly where I thought they were going to be, and then Hawthorne go and do the upsetting over Brisbane, who can't obviously play at the MSCG, and they get it done from there. So does it say more about Hawthorne? Does it say more about St Kilda and Brisbane? Well, it's, it's hard. It's hard to get a gauge on, isn't it, at this stage? I don't know. Does it say more about Sydney or Hawthorne? That's what I would, That's the question I would ask. Yeah, that's a great. That's a great point. 
That's a great point. But St Kilda obviously got the chockies there and got the job done, but I'm still not convinced on them yet. I'm not convinced either. Ron Marshall had 50 hit outs. Yeah, that's enormous. But, yeah, Saints get the win. And then we move on to Friday's game, which was a cracker in the end. Bulldogs versus Port Adelaide. Um, any concerns over the Bulldogs at this stage going into the season? Um, I mean, I just don't think they're there yet still. I mean, they've been that team that's been like almost like since they've won that flag, they've put it, sort of been there and about. So they haven't, I don't know, wowed us, but they haven't been shit by all means. But I don't know. They've got the cattle, but Timmy Lish having a great year. Font having a great year, and I don't know. But then you look at blokes like Bailey Smith, Jackson McRae, blokes like that. They're just sort of they're just putting along at this stage. Yeah. They, like Bailey Smith was me- meant to be the next player to take on the game and be the face of the league, nearly. To be fair, yeah. but yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, at Port, the real deal now. Obviously, sitting in second, eleven and two. Only they had the, they had the loss to the Pies and Adelaide. But yeah. are they premiership contenders? I think you'd have to say so now. It's just, yeah, and they've won away from home, which we've yeah. sort of bagged them out for. Yeah. Um, like Rosie and Butters are going Dick, Dixon well. kick four. But, yeah, Butters, my man. I reckon he's uh, raging into the Brownlow favourites now. He's leading He's leading the coaches' votes. He is, yeah. So, he's a good last seven weeks or so, I think it was, I saw. Yeah. First four games, not so good. Yeah. All right, so we know that we know that Hawthorne got the job done over Brisbane. Um, what, how do you say? How are you seeing Brisbane at this stage? Uh, it's the same thing every year for probably the last five years, I reckon. Yeah, well, it's, they just can't play in Melbourne, can they? It's just uh, for a team that good with that much talent, it's just kind of bizarre to me. But <laughs> to get done by Hawthorne, I mean, it's not, not taking anything away from Hawthorne, but they're not. They're not the greatest side on paper. No, and they did it pretty comfortably in the end, 25 points. 25 points, like, that's, that's a, not, not a good look. <laughs> well, we might as well pump up Hawthorne because they've had a pretty, really good run. They had that blip against Port Adelaide where they were pretty crap. They were mm-hmm. down by heaps. Even then, they sort of pegged the game back. But, like, Mitch Lewis is going to be a star. He, if he, you know, He's probably nearly a star now. He's on his way there. He kicked four for the game. He's had a really, really great year. He's he's fantastic to watch. Blokes like um, Warple, Will Day, mm-hmm. along the lines. James Sisley had an enormous game. Jarman Impin's starting to play some good footy. Yeah, Jarman Impin is playing some good footy as well. But um, with your Luke Bruce as well, he's kicked twenty four goals this year. Luke Bruce, um, he's kicked. He's he's averaging two a game. He's just doing everything he needs to do. I reckon he'll go around again next year, Luke Bruce, after kicking yeah, over five hundred. Yeah. But they're on. They're on the right trajectory. They're obviously they're not going to make finals this year, but yep. I, li- I like what I'm seeing from them. Yep. And then into the next game, which is an absolute fizzer in a way. <laughs> Tex Walker kicks ten. I I was I had a bit of a same game multi on it beforehand, and I was with a couple of boys, and I was like, "Oh, should we get on Tex? Should we get on Fogarty? Should we get on Rankin?" And at the last minute, I got on Tex for most goals, and he goes out and kicks ten. Um, it was really probably six against another side, but it's a fantastic effort to kick ten. And am I right in saying that Oscar Allen played fullback on him? I, I can't. I, I, I swear I heard someone say that. I read it somewhere, or I, I'm not 100 percent sure. But he kicked one, so I can't really sort of comment on that from there. I might look at his heat map 
Um, but you have a discussion if you want to around Adelaide or West Coast, feel free. Fancy Park, yeah. He must have. Yeah, he must have. We'll ta- I'll take your word for it. Corey reckons Oscar Allen is the All-Australian fullback this year. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Adelaide. They did. It's it's probably a bit of a match of muchness. They did what they had to do, got the win, and did it comfortably too, yeah, and take the chockies. But, but um, what's his name? Merrick. Yeah, Ryan Merrick. Number Marit. one, number one um, was it mid-season draft. draft pick, kicked two goals, so that's a pretty good effort in the first game. Yeah, two um, goals considering that they only kicked eight. <laughs> so he's done well. But text text pulled up, uh, brought up the double ton in Supercoach. Did he? Well, he got 208. That's ridiculous. <laughs> and, and, he out, and he also outscored West Coast as well, yeah. which is uh, it's a bit of a disaster for West Coast. Where to from there for them? Simpson, Simpson gone, Simpson stay? Oh, I don't know. They said they'll back him, but, I mean, it's hard to do that to a coach that's had so many injuries to his side. So I don't know where I'll sit with it. But it's not going to change much, is it? No, no, it's not. No, I, mean, I don't think if you if you put Alistair Clarkson in there, I don't think they're going to come out and win a game all of a sudden. No, yeah, it's going to be a long season for the Eagles fans. Richmond had a bloody great win um, at the end of the day, with obviously some controversies around there in the end. But are they going to play finals, Corey Hickford? Um, they've I'm, they've snuck right back in now. That draw might. The they're five and seven as well with a draw in hand, so they're on twenty-two points, slightly ahead of Sydney. So they're in twelfth now. They're only six points out of the eight. I'm going to say no. You're going to say no? no? I don't think so. And what about Freo? Are they pretenders, or can they still go okay? They're sitting in tenth. They're six and six. That's a pretty like they. That's a hard loss, I think. Over in Optus Stadium, that's a hard. That's one they needed to win. But fuck, I don't know. I think they. I think they can just sneak in. If they do, it's just eight. I think they can just sneak in. And Taranto shutting up a few critics. Two goals, thirty-five disposals, mm-hmm. seven tackles as well. He was enormous. He's been playing well. He has. Played, I think I watched this game played real well. Um, They're playing plays in the right positions now too. I feel. Yeah. So. Yeah. Bit of a freshen up for them. Jack Rewalt's back in a little bit of form. Mm-hmm. And on to the Marination Station now, your favourite. Did you get to watch this game? I did not. No, neither did I. <laughs> <laughs> so it's probably not too much to report here. Looks like GWS did what they had to do. Toby Green, I mean, he had three goals too. He had 24. Yep. Yeah, not much really to say from there. Oh, Taron Thomas kicked three. Not bad effort. Three goals and 20 touches. Mr. Nine. Drifter. George Wardlaw, he's going to be a good player. Yeah, rising star nom. He's, he's, yeah. He looks like he's been around for a while. Yeah, Eddie Ford, he's going to be a good player, I reckon, for the North. Yep. Um, Nick Larkey keeps going. He's kicked four. See, North aren't too far off it. No, they're not. Like they're North, Hawthorne, they're not too far off it. No. Really? Like, I mean, by too far off it, we probably say two to three years. But yeah, exactly. But the, the, they're there. showing the progress that you need to see from a team that's going crap this year. Mm. And GWS, well... They're just sort of they're getting some wins on the board, and they're they're probably just slightly above North and Hawthorne, do you reckon? Yeah. So I think I'd I'd rather be in the North and Hawthorne camp as a, like one of their supporters. Yeah. I feel like their trajectory is a lot like their outlook in the next two to three years is a lot better than GWS. And there's more supporters to actually uh, back up your claims. <laughs> on to the next game now, and 
I listened to a bit of talkback radio on Monday or may, might have been Tuesday and Carlton supporters are not happy at this stage. They, in some aspects of the game, they dominated. Um, they had more inside 50s and then they've gone and kicked six goals, 16, and it was that third quarter where Essendon just went bang, bang, and they were only up by two at half time and um, ended up winning by 34 points in the end. But, yeah, Carlton, is their season done as well? Yeah. Yeah. It's done. Yeah, it's it's so it's, it's fucked. <laughs> Jeez, it's been cold. Lovely. It's fucked. Yeah, it is fucked, isn't it? Um, yeah, there's not much too much to say. I really. I'd say that I'd say they get kicked out by GWS last round and finish ninth. GWS might beat them and they'll finish seventeenth. <laughs> yeah. The way they're going. <laughs> they're having a stinker, aren't they? <laughs> they're having an absolute stinker. Paddy Cripps has been pretty average, to be honest, he as has. well. Um, and obviously, uh, your between towers have been. I, mean, I sort of wonder if Chris is carrying something. No, nah, we hear that all the time. Know, but... We hear it all the time. Well, don't play him. You've got that many inside balls in your team. How about you get someone on the outside that can lace up the full forwards? And then how about you get some full forwards that can kick straight as well? You know what? They probably deserve the, co- the flack that they're copping. You've got two Coleman medalists. You've got a Brownlow medalist from last year. You've got Sam Walsh, Adam Chera, all young guns in your side. You've got Jacob Weedering down back as well with Doherty and Sard on your back flanks. Uh, you should be playing finals, boys. You should not be – let me have a look. You should not be on the same amount of wins as Hawthorne, who I said would not barely win a game for the season. It is laughable, but – Oh, well, it is what it is, Carlton supporters. Um, I, I can laugh about it because Essendon's been shithouse for years. But speaking of, Nick Martin's having a cracking season. Um, 30 touches off the wing. Mm-hmm. Um, led the fantasy points for the game and just set the game up in pieces. He's he's probably looking at a blazer at this stage. If if they pick the wingman that they should pick, then he could be. Him and Jake, Josh Dacos, I think, are probably your wingman. Yeah. Um, and obviously... Two metre Peter comes back and kicks five and he's the difference in the end. Yeah. Which you sort of forget about it that Essendon sort of didn't have a really key forward besides Wiedemann for the year. Sort of Kyle Langford held it up a bit, but yeah. um, that's probably the piece that Essendon needs now. Um, obviously, Essendon's won four in a row, but in saying that, three of the four are against the bottom four sides. So if if you include Carlton in that, <laughs> which <laughs> is what... Well, which you have to. It's yeah. facts. It's yeah. the way that it is. So... Um, I'll ask you this, and you got to you got to give your straight down facts, not just your me in the inbox getting lipped off. Does Essendon play finals at this stage? Um, hang on a sec. They're in yeah. six at the moment. Let me see the rest of the year. So let me have a look at the. Um, so they got Frio, Frio Port, Frio, 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 Frio over there, Port Adelaide. Port Adelaide, Adelaide, Geelong, Bulldogs, Swans, West Coast, North, Giants. It's a pretty tough run coming up. I'd say it's a pretty tough run. So they need they need five wins from their last ten games to make five. If I was to pick right now, so if I was going through and say win-loss, I'd say three was a hard one. I'll say loss because it's over there. I'll say you lose to Port. Adelaide's a tough one as well. That's a, it could go either way. Geelong. That's a loss. Well, it could be four losses in a row. It's at Geelong. Could be four losses in a row. I'll say loss to Geelong. Bulldogs, that's one of the ones that could go either way. Depends on what Bulldogs show up. Swans, I'd say you'd probably win that. Marvel. West Coast, you'll 
probably the Lou. <laughs> <laughs> North Melbourne. I mean... <laughs> no, there's no real easy games besides West Coast, is there? In the Giants. AFLs. Giants. Up there. Um, up there. Yeah. Yeah, so it's... I don't know. If I was to say right now, I'm going to say... We're at sixth and you're what, two... Eight and five. You're three games out. Three games clear of the eight. But we've got the bye this week, so it should level back to two. In a long-winded answer, do we make finals? Yes or no? Because you've just you've given you've given I'm this. Say no. We might be the Carlton that I'm you were talking no, about. And I don't know, but I, I don't know. Collingwood I might kick Collingwood might kick us out in the last round like they did. Oh, Carlton. You could win. You could turn around and win the next. You could win seven of those ten games. Who knows? I yeah. Don't know. I'm, but if I did say, I'm going to say no because you got. I know, Geelong, Fremantle, breathe it down the neck, Bulldogs, Adelaide. If, I mean, if Gold, depends what Gold Coast do as well. Like, they're, they're starting to play some really good football and Tuke Miller hasn't even played, so. That they are. All right, we'll move on from Essendon now. It's enough talk about us. To the King's birthday, uh, Clash the Freeze game. Um, what a cracking game to finish the round. I thought it was terrible. Hey, oh. I mean, as a Collingwood fan, I like the way we played, I thought it was terrible to watch. Oh, yeah, I can see that from that point of view. I, I said this to the to you boys as well. Melbourne should have put oh. put the nail in the coffin multiple 100%. times, multiple times. They had three or four set shots that they missed in the last quarter, but Jack Viney had a huge game. He was awesome. He was tough as he's ever been without Oliver being in the side. Um, Cap- Bailey Fritch is a fucking superstar. He really is. He's got another blazer in his pocket. Um, but the Pies did really well without the goalie in the side, I felt. Um, Tommy Mitchell had a really good game. Your forwards probably let you down a little bit. Maybe the delivery oh, to them wasn't delivery. that great. It was delivery, yeah. and it was more the delivery. It wasn't to, like, it was more that, that 40 to 50 metres out, we kept turning it over. Yeah. And it was just so easy to rebound from there. Um, but but, it, but in the positives, you, you had you had a few out. You played terrible for your standards, and you played against the third side, and you nearly pipped them right at the end there. So, so you, you got a little bit to hang your hat on there, I think. Yeah, but I mean, it's not the end of the world. Like we'll go have a we have the bye this week. Yeah, uh, yeah we are. Uh, no, we do. Yeah, you got the bye. Yeah, yep. we got the bye. So gives us a chance to freshen up a few blokes. We have got Jamie Elliott coming back. We'll have, um, I mean, Steel Sidebottom will be back in hopefully three weeks. Um, Jeremy Howe will be back after the bye. Uh, so there's some talented players to come back into this side. So it's not all doom and gloom. I don't think a loss, at, especially this time. I mean, you'd never like to lose, but I don't think a loss is the end of the world. No. Um, good kick up the arse sort of thing. Um, we're not invincible and there's things to work on. So, um, But props to Melbourne. They... They really they dominated the whole game. They besides probably the last five minutes or so. And then probably the first Collingwood, five in the last five minutes. Collingwood just started to play. <laughs> All of a sudden, decided to rock up and um, well, they kicked two goals in the last minute. And I was like, surely not. Yeah, it had so that vibe. Like, to I was going to say, if we win this somehow in the last twenty seconds, I'm going. This is the worst win I've ever seen. Like, yeah, we played that shit. And if we steal this, that's wrong. But I would have been. I would have went off my head. Yeah, of course. But all right, we'll look into this week's game. Round 14, there's a few teams with the buys, but Thursday night footy, oh, geez, I love Thursday night footy. It's so good. So I can't think of a Port Adelaide Geelong player off the top of your head. Can you think of any that's been played at both clubs? Uh, 
Port Adelaide, Geelong. I've got none. Geelong, Geelong, Port Adelaide. Uh, There's got to be someone. Motlop? Yep, Stephen Motlop. Oh, that's a, that's a great save. And it's at the Adelaide Oval. As I tell Hicksy all the time, it's a six-goal advantage. Actually, so. just before you get into this, has the AFL app fixed? I think it has. I think it doesn't, it doesn't stuff up anymore. Wait, they've joined their listen. Am I, wow. Am I right? Like, it doesn't lag anymore. No, nah, it's free-flowing, isn't it? They've had a couple of poindexers in there fixing up the developing end of it. <laughs> Couldn't you make calculations? All right, Port Adelaide versus Geelong. Who you got at the Adelaide Oval? Ooh. Dangerfield, Mitch Duncan back, Max Holmes, three big ins. Ryan Burton in for Port Adelaide, Lockie Jones injured. I mean, it's all right. Oh, I'm going to go an upset and I'm going to go Cats. <sighs> and that'll do Collingwood the world of good, so... Wouldn't do Essendon in the world of good. So I'm going to go Port Adelaide, and I reckon they win by about 15 points. On to the Daniel Bradshaw Cup now on Saturday between Brisbane and Sydney. You got any more? No. Daniel Bradshaw. <laughs> That's all I've got. I, I think that. No. No. It's up at the Gabba, Brisbane, Sydney. Take your pick. Uh, I'm going to say Brisbane by two points. Ooh, Sydney bounced back, you reckon? Well, not really. They lose. Yeah, but they they show show a bit of fight. I think Brisbane get it done comfortably by five goals. All right, on to Saturday's game for the Tendai Mazungu Cup. Nice. There's one sitting there. He's been on the pod. <laughs> Tommy Sheridan. <laughs> Tommy Sheridan. No, Matt DeBoer didn't play for did he? Did he? Yeah, Matt did he? DeBoer. He did. Rory Lobb Cup. Yeah. There's a, there's a few floating around that have, that have done the done the jump. Ryan, no, not Ryan Crowley. I think that might be it. Yeah, that's it. Let's call it it. We'll call, we'll call that. That's what it is. Um, who you got? This is actually an interesting game. Uh, I'm going to say Giants. I'm going to say the big one. Giants do play well at home. Um, I'm going to go. I'm going to go to the Giants as well. Even money. Yeah, even money. I'm going to go to the Giants by another close game by four points. All right. The Dan Butler Cup. Mm-hmm. What else have we got? Richmond. Come on. Jack Higgins. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Jack Higgins. There'll be a few others there shortly. Mm. No. No. Nothing what do you got for me? It's a big game. It's a huge game. It is. It's a huge game. Richmond I'm going in. Fa- Richmond and the MCG uh, win this. I'm going to. St. Kilda. I reckon they're going to bounce back. Not bounce back, but... I just said Richmond won't make finals, but I think they'll win this. Yeah, I, 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 think, I think St. Kilda win this, and I, I think it's going to be a close one, though. All right, on to the Marination Station. And it's at one ten too, which... Dan Orange Cup. Dan Orange Cup. The Adam Saad Cup. Yeah. The Levi Casbolt Cup. Oh, yes. The man. Has anyone gone from Carlton to the Sun? Levi Casbolt. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um... Jack Martin Cup as well. Yeah. This is stretching me now. No, that's it. That's it. That'll do. Who, who you got? Oh, there's, some, oh, there's some tough games here, isn't there? <laughs> They're pretty, pretty hard games. I'm going to go to Suns. <laughs> Even at the MCG. Yeah, I'm going to go to the Suns too. You can't tip Carlton. You know what? Fuck Carlton. Fuck Carlton. Oh, if the Suns win this, Bossy goes. If the Suns win this, they're winning the flag. 
Yeah, and Vossi's gone. I don't care gone. what anyone else says. And Vossi's gone. I don't care if they beat Connor. All right. The Suns, that's a big game. Moving on to the last game of the round for the... There's got to be someone here. I feel like this team's a played. North Bulldogs. There's got to be someone. North Bulldogs. North Bulldogs. North Bulldogs. Come on. There's a lot of editing for me. Oh, no. There's got to be someone. Shit. Far out. All right, give us your predictions while I look it up. Um, mm. At Marvel. No, I'll say Bulldogs by, I don't know, probably five goals. I reckon Nick Larky kicks a bag of five. A bag of five. So you're going to be close. 30 points. 30 points? 30 points. Sean Higgins' cap. Oh, yes. The Sean Higgins' cap. Yes. Um, yeah, I, no, I think I think North have sort of had their moment in the sun, and I think the Bulldogs pip them by 50 points. Oh. All right. Is there anything else you want to talk about, Corga, before we go offline? Um, give us a tip for the Brownlow from right now. Everyone knows it's Butters. Okay. What about you? Um, wouldn't be surprised, sorry, to cut you off. I think Butters wins it, but I wouldn't be surprised if Jordan Dawson goes close. Oh, yeah. What about you? Um, I'm going to go Nick Dacos still, but I'll give you an outsider. I'm going to say an outsider. Jack Silvani. Well, not really. Outsider Torrento. Yeah, you never know. It's paying $9. It's not really an outsider. But... Coleman? There you go, an outsider there. I'm going to say Nick Larky. Don't mind it. It's come third. Nice. Nice. I'll go Kerno, finds him form, turns it around. Mm, nice. Um, Rising Star? Sheasel. Yeah, I'll go Sheasel as well. Premiership? Fine. I'm going to go Essendon. <laughs> <laughs> um, wooden Spoon? <laughs> Jeez, imagine that. Oh, that'd be the end of you. Anyway. It's got to be the Eagles. It's got to be the yeah. Eagles. <laughs> Next sacked coach. Big male. Next sacked coach. Yeah. Michael Voss. <laughs> See ya. All right, mate. We'll talk to you later on. He's going to be Gary next year. All right. Thanks for tuning in. Buy a T-shirt. They're going to be online soon. Ciao. Ciao.